This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show here live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Todd Erzin, with Aaron McIntyre. And with all of you as well, we are T-minus two days and counting until the 2024 Republican presidential primary gets underway in earnest. All right. It'll still be early, but it'll at least officially be on. All right. It's the beginning of the beginning or the end of the preliminary, maybe, depending on how you want to look at it. And Blaze TV is going to be there all day long with the Family Leadership Summit right here in Iowa. This will be the largest gathering of Iowa activists between now and, what is it, uh, 187 days from today when the caucuses take place. This will be the largest gathering of activists in the state in one room uh, before that event takes place. And you can see there, uh, Tucker Carlson, the big star, he will be interviewing uh, the, I'm sorry, uh, national voices, including Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, uh, South Carolina, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, uh, biomedical business tycoon Vivek Ramaswamy, Senator Tim Scott, former Vice President Mike Pence. We will have coverage of this event, including yours truly, all day long on Friday, right here on Blaze Media. If you want to become a Blaze TV subscriber so you don't miss it, this is the biggest discount we have offered. $30 off with the promo code SUMMIT. $30 off with the promo code SUMMIT when you go to blazemediasummit.com. Again, that is blazemediasummit.com. $30 off at blazemediasummit.com. You don't want to miss it. All right, here's what you don't want to miss on the show here today. Buy, sell, or hold begins at the bottom of the hour. The weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, returns in the final segment of the show. But let us begin, as we always do, with Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. While we were away, brought to you by Dodging a Missile. At the NATO summit this week, it's revealed that Ukraine can join the military alliance so long as it meets thresholds and standards set by other NATO states, which means it's not happening. Green shirt bro Vladimir Zelensky is really mad about it. GOP presidential hopeful Nikki Haley says Ukraine should be in NATO. Nuclear war be damned. We don't have to give money. We don't have to put troops on the ground. It changes nothing for us to have Ukraine be able to become a part of NATO. And more than that, what I will tell you, Neil, is when this is all said and done, Ukraine is going to be one of our best allies. Moving on, senior Trump advisor Jason Miller says he doesn't think Trump will show up to debates. At the moment, President Trump has indicated that he's unlikely to participate, at least in the first two debates. He's up by 30, 40, and even new polling shows he's up by almost 50 percent in certain places. It really wouldn't make much sense for him to go and debate right now with a bunch of folks who are down at 3, 4, and 5 percent. Even Ron DeSantis, who's the second place 
easiest candidate in the race currently, is at least 20, 30, or 40 points behind. And so ultimately, President Trump will make a decision as we get closer. He has not said anything definitive. After calling in a special session of the state legislature, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds announced last night the legislature has indeed passed a bill that protects life the moment a heartbeat is detected. The bill passed with even greater margins than the previous bill signed into law in 2018 that met its fate in a judicial hell a few weeks ago. Another win for Kim Reynolds, the Iowa legislature, and most importantly, life. On Tucker Carlson's most recent show on Twitter released yesterday, he featured his over two hour interview with former kickboxer and current online influencer Andrew Tate. Carlson explained he was interested in having a conversation about masculinity, which is interesting because Andrew Tate is more in the vein of Genghis Khan than true masculinity. One part of their conversation, however, stood out when the two discussed the concept of war. Up until this point, never really commented too heavily on polit politics. Yes. but. I understand very well, I like to believe what's happening with Ukraine and Russia. And what I will say to the people who are watching this at home is that if you are naive enough to believe that there are good guys and bad guys in wars, and it's as simple as good and bad, and that the bad guys are crazy, and the good guys want freedom, then you need to do a little bit more investigation into what's really happening. And when you look at the vested interest of any country or any person. Can I, can I just ask you to pause and just comment? That's the truest thing, what you just said. That is the, and anyone who doesn't understand that should shut the f up. <laughs> and I mean it, having seen war, anyone who's telling you that it's Churchill versus Hitler, yep is an idiot. In other news, this map is from the Economic Innovation Group analyzing census data on the trajectory of the population of children under the age of five by state from April of 2020 to July of 2022. That's a mouthful, so I'll repeat. This map shows the trajectory of the population of children under the age of five by state from April of 2020 to July of 2022. As you can see, only five states saw an increase in the population of under five-year-olds, Idaho, South Carolina, North Carolina, Tennessee, and New Hampshire. Map says a lot of things, but the number one takeaway for me is there didn't seem to be the pandemic baby boom so many had talked about for years. As you can imagine, California, New York, and Illinois saw the biggest decrease in the percentage of the population under five years old. And finally, an oldie but a goodie. Words have many meanings, and sometimes instead of conveying our meaning, they can suggest other meanings. When we talk about the children of the community, they are a children of the community. Well, we are the United States of America because we are united. And we are states. The significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time. Whatever we have in store cannot be known. The past was once the future. The future is, I should say, unknown. We gotta take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are because you have been forced to have to take it seriously. Obesity is a serious disease and it needs to be taken seriously. Certain issues are just settled. Clearly we're not. No, that's right, and that's why I do believe that we are living, sadly, in um, real unsettled times. And that's what happened while we were away. That is painful, frightening, hilarious, and tragic. Aaron's Montage brought to you by our friends over at Preborn. It is my prayer that will come a day that we no longer have to do live reads for Preborn. And they are doing everything they could possibly do to make it so. Because they have been on 
the street fighting for both uh, women in crisis who are pregnant and the babies that they are carrying for many, many years. Uh, and they understand now that, especially in a post-Roe world, this is even more hand-to-hand combat on the pro-life side than it was before. It is a comprehensive ministry. It, it is full of truth and grace. Women are confronted with the truth that they are carrying another live being, a separate from them. So it's not my body, my choice. That's another body. That's somebody else. They are confronted with that, but then they are offered grace if they turn back, come back from the brink, and about 80% of the time they do when their conscience is convicted that that is a child they're carrying, they offer them grace, uh, support, counseling, car seats, prenatal, postnatal care, even baby formula, all free of charge. Both the, both the ultrasounds we show and then the care we provide after. All of it is free of charge because of tax-deductible donations from people like us. One ultrasound is just 28 bucks, for example. So dial pound 250 on your mobile phone right now. Say the keyword baby. Help us save as many babies as possible and moms, as many of both as we can this year. Dial pound 250, say the keyword baby on your mobile phone or go to preborn.com slash Steve. Once again, that is preborn.com slash Steve. All right, let's head over uh, to the montage, shall we? Yesterday we played fake news or not. Don't want to spend a ton, a ton of time on this. But yesterday we played fake news or not with my own uh, campaign tropes. And I think this is the one that you guys both said uh, was fake news the most. Uh, my insistence that Khan cannot stay out of the Mutara Nebula, if you get my pop culture reference, there's just no way there's going to be that level of spotlight. And Donald Trump is going to say, yet yeah, I'll pass. All right. So Jason Miller, who uh, I worked with, full disclosure, on the Cruz campaign, and I've not had a meaningful talk to Jason a lot when we did. I've not had a meaningful conversation with Jason since May of 2016. So, you know, he's obviously been in the news a lot the last few years for various reasons. Um, You know, here's what I do know from people that I also that I do know that work within Trump world is it's every bit as possible that this is what Trump is planning to do as it is what Jason thinks Trump strategically could do. And he might be right, okay? That a lot of times, you know, um, Trump does kind of like a court of owls team of rivals in, in internally, you know? And so this may be Jason Miller's attempt to kind of come off the top rope. If he's, in, if he's on the faction that says we shouldn't debate, uh, he might be using the media to kind of try to drive his point home. It might be what Trump really thinks. My position, as I indicated yesterday, is I, I think there's a credible case, as you guys laid out, for why he would not do it. I just think you're asking a lot. Yeah, I mean, if, if Trump doesn't show up, all the pressure is on Ron DeSantis. But frankly, if Ron DeSantis cannot rise above Vivek Ramaswamy and Nikki Haley and Mike Pence and everybody else on the stage, then let's yeah. just find that out now and move on and get, let's get united and let's just start, get ready to start beating the demonic horde that's in the White House now. That, that's kind of my position on it, right? You know, I mean, it, it's a it, well, that's a lot of it's a hard job. It's the hardest job in the world. Only one person gets to hold it at time at one time. So yeah, we should be snapping the cue stick and have Heath Ledger style and say we're going to have tryouts. All right. So, I mean, if you can't, if you're, if you're Ron DeSantis, I'd say the same thing about the leadership summit on, on Friday. I mean, if, if, if you can't dominate the room, if Trump's not going to be there, then let's just know this right now. That's kind of where I'm at on this. I don't know what you guys think. You know, now, now I have a hard time thinking that you completely laid waste um, to the Democratic Party in a state Barack Obama won twice and you're going to, you know, um, you're going to shirk or shriek in the sight of uh, the dulcet tones of Nikki Haley. But if that is the case, let's find that out now. And so I kind of think that if you're Trump, you're taking a big risk because you're, you're going to ask a bunch of bit players to do your job. 
So here's the reality. If, if Trump doesn't show up for that Fox debate August 24th, 15 million people will watch. If Trump does show up, 30 million people will watch. All right. So obviously a lot more people are going to watch if he shows up. Nevertheless, 15 million people is a lot of people, correct? Yeah. It will be the largest audience that has partaken of the Republican primary thus far. Correct? Yeah. Correct. So you're, you're going to give Ron DeSantis a free shot at 15 million people? I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a calculated risk. And because here's, it works the other way, too. Just like there's a bunch of the pressure on DeSantis to truly shine is enormous if, DeSantis, if Trump is not there. So if Trump doesn't go and DeSantis does to the dwarf candidates what his supporters are hoping he does, what kind of pressure is now on Trump when he walks onto that stage the next time? When he's got to, he's now got to, he's got to go full Thanos, right? He's got to put on the gauntlet and say, fine, I'll do it myself, all right? Now all the pressure's on him, right? That now he can't, he's got to be on his best game. He can't look like he's aged or anything of that nature. Where I think right now, if you're Trump and you show up, all the pressure is on Ron DeSantis. All the pressure is. And if you just land one or two good blows, you might, have, you might finish him off that day. That's my view. But maybe I, I'm wrong. I agree there's pressure on Ron DeSantis. But listen, Donald Trump, a lot of what you just said is kind of theory-driven. The fact of the matter is uh, the most recent memories of Donald Trump debating, he actually lost to Joe Biden. That's true, too. He did lose a debate. So, uh, that we all needed him to win to a dementia yeah. patient. That did happen. Yeah. Yes. He somehow lost a debate to a dementia patient as he was admitting he was going to shut down the oil industry, which should have just won Trump the election right yeah. there. But he, he's performed so poorly the rest of the debate that it did not matter. That is true. Yes. You have a thought on this, Aaron, before yeah, I move on? I, I just, I think what we're trying to quantify here is, so Trump is, I mean, he's a lot of things. He's a lot of things. Some of them good for us. Uh, some of them not so good, but one of the things that he is, and it's good for us when he's channeling this in, an, in you know directions that uh, are are good against the left. One of the things he is is a bully. Okay, uh, bullies, bullies, I believe, have a bit of cowardice in them as well. So they don't want to. They they fear being uh, showing weakness. They fear showing weakness. So which one of those impulses within Trump is going to win out? The narcissism of, hey, I just can't, I can't stay away from an audience of millions or the bully side of him, which is like, I don't want to show an audience of millions that I might be a little weaker than I'm portraying myself. That's really the competing instinct I think we're talking about with Trump. I think, I think the uh, bully side is going to win and I don't think he's going to show up. That's basically the only calculation that I have. All right. All right. Let's talk about Iowa. And, um, again, I, I have never been more wrong about anybody than I was about Kim Reynolds. And the other thing that I think is a lesson she is teaching us, and when I say us now, I mean not just three of us or me, but us in particular, is a lot of times if you are the, the person of, the, the, of true badassery and conviction. A lot of times, will there be an aura around you that sort of indicates that? Sure. A lot of times, true. Okay? But it doesn't have to be that way every time. 
And this is why, you know, by their, it's not by their persona you will know them. It's by their fruit you will know them. Right? If, you, if you've spent any time with Kim Reynolds privately in a room, as I have several times, you know what she is? Uh, a grandmother. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, she's, she looks young for her age. You may not realize this. I believe she's 62 or 63. Uh, she looks young for her age, but she's a grandma. She's nice, easy to get along with. There, there is nothing about her external package that would make you think, this is the woman who is literally, with a metal detector, and, and, and looking for wasp nests without wearing a beekeeper suit. Like, she's trying to find them to kick them over on purpose. There, there, there's nothing about her externally that would indicate to you that, that that's, that's who she is. And in some respects, this kind of is the reverse of the conversation we just had about Trump. Everything about Trump's persona says that that is who he is. And there have been times that he has shown that. And then there have been other times, frankly, we've watched him run away from confrontation. This woman is looking for it. And yet there is nothing about her external packaging whatsoever that would seem to indicate to you that that's who she is. She's just not that person. She's, this isn't like, you know, an older, more mature Sarah Palin. This is just an Iowa grandmother, guys. That, that's really what she is. She's just an Iowa grandmother. But there is a resolve there. And I think moving forward, we have to remember this. Because one way or the other, the current era of Trump versus the system and, and the expectations we have of who represents what based on their personas is coming to an end. Looking at Trump's age, it, he will either lose this primary. It will come to an end. Then he will win the primary and lose the election. It will come to an end. Then he will win the primary and win the election and then becomes a lame duck, essentially, who can't run again. And so it won't end right away. But the clock is ticking on it. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. we're, we're coming to the end of this phase of the American right. And the temptation for us as human beings and this has been true for decades. Everybody was the next Reagan, you and I's whole lives, right? Aaron, you were born into that arena, right? Everybody's mm -hmm. the next Reagan, okay? Think of the disciples. You know, the disciples are sitting there on the Mount of Transfiguration, and they're watching Elijah and Moses, all right? Genuflect to Christ, and, and they're like, this is the greatest. If you are a Jew, this is like the entire reason for our existence, our greatest prophet, our deliverer, and our Messiah, all on, the, all on this mount together. We're done. History's over. No need, no need to continue on. Let's just hang out, pitch a tent. All right. This is, this is harmonic convergence. If you were one of the first century Jews that were among Jesus' disciples, that's what you're thinking you're witnessing. And yet, the Messianic ministry went on for quite some time after that moment. You watch Jesus after crucifixion, raised from the dead. He's ascended into heaven. You're like, it doesn't get any better than this. Let's just stay here and remember this. And a voice has to come down from heaven saying, hey, man, get going. Roll. Let's roll. Yeah, you got work to do. We have a tendency to, to that's the difference between, I, I, used, I used to do a, a message on this on the show regularly back in the day. The difference between tradition and nostalgia. Tradition is... A, uh, and, I, and I don't mean this, I mean this in a historical sense, not a theological one. Tradition is, um, is, is, is a, a motivational force. It is the idea that the fundamentals exist. We have proved, there's a proof of concept. 
that this can be successful. The fundamentals exist that prove over time this can be successful, provided we are utilizing them in, a, in, in the right way for the time in which we live. Those fundamentals aren't changed. Those laws of nature and nature's God are the same laws, whether you're writing them on a qui- you're referencing them on a quill pen in, this, in, the, in the 18th century, or whether you are on your phone right now doing this, okay, in the 21st century. The laws of nature, nature's God are immutable. They haven't changed since mm-hmm. then, correct? They were the same, all right? And so that's a tradition that you know you can go back to, a reservoir that's never ending. You can go back to that, okay? That your, your, your great-grandma Betty's cookie recipe still, still crushes it. But man, if you've got even like the best like ninja wear pans that you're baking in with even better ovens, they taste even better. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. So you don't change the recipe, but some of the methodology of how that recipe is and those fundamentals are realized have to be updated for the times in which we live. That's tradition. It gives you confidence that right now if things are going against you. Momentum's not with us right now, but we've got precedent here. We know we're on the right side of history. We've just got to figure out how to unlock making it work for such a time as this. Nostalgia says it has to look and work exactly as it did before. Otherwise, what are we doing here? I've got to relive our salad days. What does that look like? Well, since Watergate, every corporate journalist has decided to attach the word gate to every scandal ever since. All right, if you're, a, if you're a boomer on the left, everything goes back to Watergate and Woodstock and trying to recreate those environments and what those things meant. If you're a boomer on the right, looking for the next Reagan. It's morning in America again. Most of the time, as a species, we tilt towards nostalgia because we're also not just... It's not just that we want to we wanna reinstill our values, but we want to reform the process that made us comfortable that we 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 recognize and new processes make us uncomfortable that's called disruption and trump represented that he was a new process but if you took away the process and people took this as me saying it was an insult i didn't i mean trump ended the two most conventional culture war issues of the last generation Affirmative action and Roe v. Wade. He just did it in a way none of us would have ever possibly guessed at the time. The process was totally different, but the fundamentals were the same. Nostalgia says that the process and the fundamentals always have to be the same. And nostalgia is not motivational. It's paralyzing. You keep trying to recreate a a moment. And you're almost, you're, you're, you're not starting something or, re, or, or re-inspiring it. You're stillborn. Because if it doesn't look the way that it looked the last time I realized what was going on, then, then this isn't what's happening now. You're the Pharisee who says, well, nothing good comes from Nazareth. I, I know I'm watching this being here to, to walk on water and, and raise people from the dead and heal them with his bare hands. But, but I'm confident my, my, my nostalgia tells me nothing good comes from Nazareth. It will look and, and sound exactly with the process I am confident and I was, I was reliably informed would be the case. We need to make sure, and I will say this about myself, I missed the first Trump moment. I've said this many times on this show. I missed it, which is kind of, you know, ironic because I was one of the very first people Trump ever invited to be a part of it. When I go to that event on Friday, it will be the it'll be the eight year anniversary of when I set out in that green room waiting for Trump to walk off that stage and close me to be on his team. 
you were there that day. Yeah. You remember the you remember what we were saying going oh, yeah. into that event and then we were saying to each other oh, afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> we looked at each other and we're like, "Why um, why did we ever think that we could do this?" Right? Okay. So I missed this the first time. The temptation will be when his run is over and we are coming to the end of his run. It will end next spring in the primary, it will end in next November in the election, or it will end after he is elected and he can only serve one term. But we're coming to the end of his run. The temptation will be to say that we've got to, you don't become the new generation that says, well, we've got to have the next Trump. Like the old generation said for 30 years, got to have the next Reagan. All right? It's got to look like that. Got to be that winsome, that dapper. Well, now it's got to be this disruptive and this offensive. It just needs to be right. It's not about what's going on out here. It's about what's happening in here. Jesus said, it is not what you put into your mouth that defiles you, but what comes out of it. Okay? Clean the inside of the cup also. And Kim, to me, is, is, a, is an embodiment of what I am talking about. If you ran into her on the street, you would have no idea that she has laid waste to the to the left in our state laid wait guys i don't i don't remember the name of the democratic nominee for governor last cycle i, I don't even remember who it is do you dear deed deed i just saw it uh, just yeah. like two don't minutes ago the name. I know deed, who it was. Deidre yeah. Deidre. I, I don't even know I, I i promise you i don't know what her name was i just know it was a woman don't remember the name i mean but she did it in a completely different way from what we've seen trump do so just as we have cautioned, don't let Trump's cruder behavior have force you to deny the reality of, of his accomplishments. This works the other way, too. Moving forward, there's going to be this notion that if someone doesn't, if someone doesn't put us on edge like that and give us the soap opera and, and, give us, and give us the ratio and the click that I can monetize, then they just might not be real. They might not. Look at the fruit. See, I have done that with Trump since he became president. That's what I meant when I came in the day after the election and said, never Trump ends for me. Now I'm going to do I'm going to follow Jesus now. By their fruit, you will know them. And prior to March 16th, 2020, the fruit for all of the frustration, and there were many days I was frustrated by his behavior, but in the end, the fruit for all of his frustration was made him the first Republican presidential nominee I had voted for in nearly 10 years. Or 20 years, I should say. And it's why if he wins the nomination, despite the fact I'm very frustrated with a lot of his antics right now, and I'm not hiding from that. If he wins the nomination, I will dutifully vote for him again because of the fruit on the tree. Frankly, I think this is some of what is happening right now to Ron DeSantis. This idea that you couldn't possibly be the heir to Trump. It's too buttoned down. It's too efficient. Okay. It is it, it, definitely I, what's I, I want the soap DeSantis. opera. I need the drama. Fo- it. It's yep. boring to watch Fox News when it was exciting before. Nailed okay? it. Okay. Let me tell you what's exciting. If you live in my state, you know what's exciting? Winning. Winning. Nothing, man. Ex- you know what's exciting? Not knowing that if you if they try to pull this crap on my kid, my governor will pull. Yeah. Will, will, no, she won't say it the way I will say it. It'll be more like your grandma. Go outside and pick out your switch, son. But the whooping is coming just the same. The whooping is coming just the same. That, that is exciting. That's exciting. And we need to think long-term about our kids and grandkids and, and not get stuck on nostalgia. Because we lost about 30 years from the time Ronald Reagan left the national stage to the moment Donald Trump 
took the oath of office. This this thing we call the American right, except for the six months after the contract with America, accomplished nothing. Nothing. Aaron's entire life. Nothing. Nothing. Did nothing of any substance anywhere. Nothing we can point to and say that's long lasting. It did nothing. Meanwhile, they were they were making <laughs> they filled the coffers of orcs there in Mordor. And now the black gate is unleashed. We can't afford to do that again. So whenever Trump's time ends, by this time next year, the fall, after, his, after he gets another term, we need to make sure by their fruit you will know them. Don't make the Kim Reynolds mistake. It's got to look a certain way. It's got to... That, that's the gal who jumps on the back of the bike with the dude in the ponytail and the man bun because one night at a bar he made her heart flutter and then once he, she's impregnated for the next 10 years she's regretting that decision and then finds out that the nice guy that she wanted nothing to do with uh, he's actually now um, a fortune 500 ceo okay with another wife prettier than her and 10 kids see what i'm saying mm-hmm. don't do that look at the fruit of the accomplishment Trump is worthy of voting for, not because he's exciting, but because of what he accomplished. Serial killers are exciting. They sell a lot of movie tickets and books. Don't want to elect them to office. Fair? Because they're serial killers. Because they're serial killers. All right? It's not about excitement. It's about accomplishment. Now, hey, if I can get exciting accomplishment, that's even better. Okay? But we got to make sure we don't go the other way now when the Trump era comes to an end, because it is on the brink of ending. We can't go the other way now and say, well, it's got to look exactly like this or this person just is meaningless and a sellout. Because Kim Reynolds has proven that that is not true. Do you guys want to talk about that for a moment here? Or we can even get more into this when we come back if you want to explore it a little further because we're up against the break now that I look at the clock. Yeah, let's do that. All right. You can, we, can, we can swing back and forth both ways. Is when I'm, it's just the pendulum can go so far the other way. And yes, of course. That's what St. Paul says. Whatever you do, do everything in moderation, right? Not moderation of principle, but of practice. We'll come back. More on this in a moment. And I want to touch on the war comments in that clip with Andrew Tate and Tucker Carlson as well. And then we'll get to buy some of whole things. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. So you've heard me talking about those amazing extreme altitude wines from our friends over at Bonner Private Wines for so long now. Make sure you partake, in moderation of course, of these wines from Malbec grapes grown at 9,000 feet of altitude deep in the Andes Mountains in another, in another hemisphere. Outstanding imported foreign red wines, 50% off. Plus free shipping. You can't beat it. 50% off the wines plus free shipping. They even throw in a bonus bottle of small batch limited production wine from their exclusive wine cellar as well. And hey, 
Don't just take my word for it. Todd, how much do you like these wines? A lot. Many people on Twitter thought you stole my stash yesterday when you were going through the <laughs> magical mystery tour of Ron DeSantis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, take advantage of it right now. Bonner Private Wines, B-O-N-N-E-R, bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve to get your wine today. Bonner Private Wines dot com slash Steve. That's bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve. All right. What we were just discussing with nostalgia and tradition, gentlemen. Thank you for your patience. Also, thanks to everybody for your patience with the portable AC and the fans. I have not gotten a single email from anybody saying, hey, that's annoying. When will it end? You guys have been extremely patient with us during this period. I wanted to say thank you so much for that. So thank you for your patience, gentlemen. Thank you for yours as well. The floor is yours. So I really think you're on to something here in uh, barking up the right tree. And I think what you're on to is really just an observation of human nature, which Mm -hmm. is helping me think through this because I get, and I know to varying degrees, all of us here and and listening as well, you know, we get really frustrated seeing, you know, the the choice is obvious here. You know, we've got a guy who's actually laid waste to what once was at best a purple state. The choice is obvious here. Why aren't you? It's, It's actually human nature, though. You know, you were talking about yesterday on uh, one of our side projects about how Michigan football, if you would have, if you would have told yourself in 2020, when they ducked out of playing the Ohio State game, which they did, which they did, that they'd be hanging a banner in the practice facility saying, beat Georgia, you would have been saying, and it's not like a joke. It's not a joke. Yeah. You know, what are you smoking? Because human nature is things come to pass in ways that we do not anticipate them coming to pass. Correct. And what do we do with that when they start to look the way that they do? I would have never... Different than we anticipated. Different than we anticipated. We, we thought, oh, it's going to look like this, 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 and this. Well, no. There's, there's I mean, rife the scripture, I think... I don't want to make a one-to-one Christological comparison, but the Jews were expecting something completely different than what they got in Jesus, because their expectations were this, 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 and this, this will look this way. That's human nature. And I think you're barking up the right tree here. Human nature says the heir to Trump, whomever that is, has to basically, has be, to a basically be a mini Trump. And yeah. that's, not, that's not the case. They might the, be. Yeah. We don't know that either. It might be the case. It just doesn't have to be. Yeah, but the yeah. pendulum swings, guys. It, human nature also says the pendulum swings from one extreme to the other. That doesn't mean that we automatically go back to, you know, uh, milk toast and uh, totally devoid of personality politicians and just status quo. No, that's not what this means. Kim either. is not milk toast. She's just not like she's not like Trump. Yeah, she's a grandma. Exactly. So yeah. I think I think what we're seeing here is a, a human nature phenomenon ph- phenomenon. And I think you're barking up the right tree. Todd, your thoughts before we move on. Well, showmanship has always been a part of American politics. But the more that politics, certainly since Reagan, has become the show, we've had issues with the modern-day Republican defaulting to the kind— this has been laid out in in, uh, warfare, civil war— it's uh, uh, the lead up uh, to World War One, uh, laid out uh, in the Guns of August, Barbara Tuckman's movie. There's a, there's a sort of gen, uh, gentry dandy, full, full of false bravado. Of course, time to go to war and settle scores. And the modern Republican is 
totally like that. And then they get there and they realize on the one hand, there's grift and money for just kind of checking boxes, fake boxes. And then there's the costs that go in with checking the real ones. And I don't, I still don't know. I hope one day I'm fortunate enough that uh, to either have a candid conversation or she just tells us all, but Kim Reynolds had a here I am Lord send me moment where there, there would be no posturing. I, I, my, my daughter Ainsley ultimately uh, fought the uh, fight. She fought for save girl sports uh, it had a lot to do with the fact that she was raised in uh, my home and, and my wife's home. What, what we instilled in her, uh, it, uh, both uh, in, in terms of her faith and just how you conduct yourself in general. But my daughter never talked about going into uh, po- politics or public policy uh, before, during, or after that. She did because of Kim Reynolds. The relationship... She, and Kim, Steve and I, we like to fight. I had and like I like enjoy it. Yes, this is what Steve I'm like. Had, I would do it even if it, there wasn't the, a point or a principle to it, and that's and not that's a good a thing. By we the had way, a, we yes, had to yes. yoke ourselves to the Lord yeah. to make sure we were fighting about the right things. I, I don't think. See, this is what's so amazing about Kim Reynolds. I, I, I don't think she likes to fight at all yet. She will. And a lot of you, what do I do? How do I think? See, you're, most of you out there may be more like her, but that's where there's so much hope. Mm-hmm. She, when she went on air that one time and read the porn from those books, you could tell she hated yeah. I had this talk. Yeah. She hated doing it, but it had to be done. And the person on the other side, the, all the bluffs were called. They could go nowhere. Mm-hmm. She absolutely cornered him, even doing something, not because she loved doing it. It just had to be done. And she rallied my daughter in a way I couldn't rally her to. See, this is, this is the thing. It's the, the false bravado, the go team, geo, all, all of that pomp. Uh, no, 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 no. This, is, this isn't a damn team. There, this is, politics has always been meant to be war by other means. And the worse we continue to be at it, the more certain we will be in an actual war. And you, the man over there, as time marches on, it's getting less and less likely that you're not going to, because your unwillingness to roll up your sleeves and sweat, the bullets are going to be entering your children's bodies instead of yours. And shame on you for that. And God bless Kim Reynolds, for whatever reasons, she understands it's apparently in her bones at a DNA level. She gets it. What's your excuse? Can I add just one more thing very, very briefly to kind of put a bow on this part of the conversation? What Ron DeSantis has done in Florida and basically all of the good ways and all of the best parts of America first, what Ron DeSantis has done in Florida is the logical fulfillment of Donald Trump's America first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Republican base in this country, at least I've seen no evidence to the contrary yet. The Republican base isn't looking for the logical fulfillment of America first. They're looking for a fulfillment of a personality. That's, a, that's, a, that's an issue, a problem of, of human nature. Hence the King Saul reference. Exactly. Yeah. Of human nature and, quite frankly, human, human sinfulness as well. All right. Speaking of warfare, 
let's pivot here for the next couple minutes. I want to address the clip with Andrew Tate and Tucker Carlson. And I, I will tell you, I, I, I didn't know what an Andrew Tate was until Neither he got arrested I. in Romania. I had no clue. I still don't really know a lot about him. I genuinely know. Okay. Here's what I do know. Just removing the name Andrew Tate. From, from about 2010 to, to about 2016, there were, there were kind of two driving impulses in the, in, within the, the, the base of the American right. Um, Ron, Ron Paul driven and then Rand Paul inherited libertarianism, had this kind of renaissance. And then traditional conservatism, a lot of which is predicated in some notion of a biblical worldview. The Ten Commandments, right and wrong, laws of nature and nature's God. All right. Mm-hmm. And, and these two things were, were, were you know, uh, at times went back and forth. There were a lot of things they agreed on. And then there were moments that they did not agree at all and it could get really testy. And then libertarianism about 2016 completely burned out. Why? Well, because people saw after the election of Trump just how far down uh, the hellhole the left was going to go and realized, okay, so yeah, your gay marriage is going to impact my marriage, my business, my kids, my education for my kids, uh, whether I can have, it's going to impact everything. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so this idea of this libertarianism basically had a surge for two reasons. Uh, the brilliance of Ron Paul and, and a lot of people were looking for a way to to try to be conservatives without getting into the gay marriage issue. And then once it became it became very obvious that they were going to make you care, that entire fallacy got exposed and it doesn't have much of a base anymore on the right. Um, the new challenge now. So we, so now we have traditional conservatism predicated in some semblance of a biblical worldview again, because our morals have to be rooted in something transcendent, right? And the new thing now is what I would call um, red-pilled. I don't know what the name of it is yet. But it's this idea that I've been red-pilled to, to knowing and understanding that the current stream of thought I'm being fed is complete and total BS for the purposes of making me a subject to your social credit Uh score globalist state. Exactly right. Okay. But ultimately, if if it is not rooted in something eternal, it will fail just like it'll have its moment. And it may last a little longer because it's driving a lot of social media traffic right now, but it eventually will fizzle out because it will, it will, be, it will prove to be that's not going to do enough. I mean, we showed you that picture of the Iowa Capitol yesterday. Mm-hmm. Social influencer red pill bastism isn't going to stop those people that are literally demonically possessed or at least channeling demonic energy. From, it's not going to disperse that crowd. Not going to do it. Not going to beat that level of energy. And... Last, back in February, I had maybe the biggest viral moment of my career when I went on Tim Pool and said, over my dead body is my kid going to fight and die in Ukraine. I'll go one further. My son ain't fighting and dying against China. He's not wasting his life on what language the damn social credit score is in and who, gets to, and who counts the shekels from it. The, you know, uh, uh, Davos or Beijing. We're not dying for that. But I am uncomfortable with the idea that as a general rule... First of all, if you're a nationalist, if you identify as that, good luck being one of those without any warfare. Anybody know of any successful pacifist nationalist uh, states in all of human history before? No? No, neither do I. I, I'm uncomfortable with the idea. I mean, I don't know the full interview, just looking at that clip. If, if, if if, If Tate and Tucker are talking about this moment right here, Zelensky and Putin is not Churchill and Hitler, 10,000% agree. 10,000%. 
And one of the only times I've been earnestly angry at my old boss, Ted Cruz, was his vote on in funding this war. Remember, that happened here on the air. You guys were here. So I, I, but, but how far are we going to apply that? If there's a red dawn with Islamic radicals in our backyard, we're going to defend our own homeland. Is it, is it still no good guys and no bad guys? Were there no good guys or bad guys at Lexington, Concord, Bunker Hill, Yorktown? No good guys or bad guys? Valley Forge, no good guys or bad guys? What, we, then what were we doing here on July 4th, a couple weeks ago? No good guys or bad guys on Omaha Beach? No good guys or bad guys when Moses led the armies of Israel and then Joshua into Canaan? No good guys or bad guys there. When the Maccabees revolted against, Anti Anti yeah. against Antiochus Epiphanes? No good guys or bad guys? I, I, How far are we going to take that? First of all, my understanding is Andrew Tate identifies as a Muslim. Has he read the Quran? Muhammad was quite a fan of warfare, as a matter of fact. So I don't, I don't know how you could be a Muslim and say there's no such thing in war as good guys or bad guys. Muhammad was fairly convinced, so convinced that he was right to wage war. He did it for the final 20 years of his life, and that's how he died, actually. So how far are we willing to go with that? And I think you can't rise above your own worldview. Red-pilled is a great way to detach yourself from the, from the poisonous, demonic, spirit-of-the-age zeitgeist. It will not provide any antidote. Because it won't be based in any conviction. It'll be based in a reaction. And I promise you, conviction beats reactionaryism in any fight that's ever been fought in all of human history, and it always will. The only way to beat the demonic conviction is with a superior conviction. And it has to be based in something beyond everything sucks, it's terrible, nothing can happen, keep exposing it for exposing it for exposing it. Okay, great. But what is the vision in opposition to the conviction we are exposing? Just my thoughts. Gentlemen, what do you think of that? I don't think Tucker would apply this very far. In fact, I, 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 it, I think the reasons he had Tate on at all ha actually are linked to having Ukraine. So I think this has a lot to do with this curiosity about the here and now and how far it has fallen away from the arguments of genuine stark good versus evil. He, he was just on Russell Brand show and talking about the good and the true and the beautiful through architecture and things like that. See, but Tuck, broadly speaking, Tucker is in this place that we've talked about on this show. This resorting of things that is so valuable, it's going to have some weird bedfellows. You're just going to be end up having conversations with all kinds of different people, and that's that's a healthy thing. Now, I, the sure. first time I saw him, I'm not telling him not to yeah, interview him. I just I had an this, issue with that clip. Well, that's all. I, I thought it was very odd, just kind of reestablishing himself uh, in this uh, Twitter first. What he's got going in a presidential election? Why now in this moment? But I think his level of curiosity to just get behind things that people want. I think he thinks that there is something about this guy that is linked to uh, why him why now and why is he being gone after it, it, we have the same kind of general questions about ukraine itself i think tucker seems to be trying to understand the depths of questions that we've ourselves asked on this show and he thinks for some reason this is a guy he can if he can understand him he can understand other things i think i yeah i, I think you're on to something there todd and i will just say this about Andrew Tate, very briefly, you know, I, I described him as the Genghis Khan school of living, basically 
masculine aggression, masculine purpose. You know, he does have a purpose. He purports, you know, he wants young men to find their purpose. Uh, those are good things. He also basically, he, I mean, he's been, uh, as I understand, on the record in the past, basically, you know, spread your seed indiscriminately as far and wide as possible. Oh, yeah, he seems and like a scumbag, he's, absolutely. He's a, uh, yeah, but would you rather live in a nation trying to rein that type in or trying to call men to action? I agree. Agreed. Agree with that. That's the former. Yeah. Just understand that's a limiting principle. And in fact, allowing what Andrew Tate represents, if that's if and I'm just going by Aaron's description, allowing that to fully flower is how you'll get more of the spirit of the age in response. Yeah, that, that's what mm-hmm. you'll do. Because, again, people will look but for something co- real and yes, transcendent. not confronting the spirit of the age is how you get something like Andrew exactly. Tate. Exactly. Everything's a re- That's my point. Eventually, reactionaryism runs out. What's the convictionalism? What, what's the vision for what we're going to do instead? And what is that rooted in? If it's not rooted in something of transcendence, then eventually something else of transcendence will overcome it. It just might be the wrong side of transcendence, which is what we're living through right now. Hour two is next. Back here with hour two here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Steve Days here with Totters and, and Aaron McIntyre, and of course, all of you who can let us know what you think about what we think by emailing the show Steve at SteveDace.com. That's D E A C E. Please like us on Facebook, MeWe, uh, Gab. Uh, you can follow me at Steve Day Show on Getter, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Find me at Real Steve Dace on Truth Social as well at real steve dace there and for those of you that haven't yet done this if you listen to the podcast please leave us a five-star review if you like the show thank you to those of you many of you who have and hit subscribe or in the case of itunes follow thank you for all of that as well this part of the show brought to you by our friends over at pure health they want to make sure you know i'm turning 50 here in a couple of weeks not sure if i've mentioned that at all recently not that I'm depressed by that prospect or anything. <laughs> I mean, hey, I crossed that line. Look at me. It's and all look good. How, and look how Todd turned out. Indeed. Washed his hair last week. Things are looking up. <laughs> yes. All right. So I actually got emails from people who thought maybe your haircut was, you weren't sure if you washed your hair or just got a haircut. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'll take either. <laughs> At our age, you can't hurt me. I'm 50 now. Yeah, exactly. Nobody cares anymore. Yes. All right. A lot of us, as we get older, have to deal with what's called fatty liver, which makes us three and a half times more likely to have heart failure than those without. Maybe up to 100 million Americans are fighting this right now. So that's why, you know, when we're throwing everything at our livers from high cholesterol, alcohol, toxins, Tylenol, statins, that's right, even some of the things we take for other ailments can put a strain on our liver. If we smoke about... Uh, one out of five Americans still smoke cigarettes. That can put a big strain on your liver as well. There is a solution out there. It's the liver health formula from our friends at Pure Health Research. It's an all-natural supplement which contains 12 clinically proven botanicals that help recharge and protect your liver. And it's manufactured right here in the U.S. of A., Approved by American doctors, you can try the liver health formula and receive a free bottle of nano-powered omega-3s to keep your heart healthy when you go to getliverhelp.com slash Steve. Head over there now. Get liver help. 
first of all, get the liver help and get the free bonus gift at getliverhelp.com slash Steve. Again, getliverhelp.com slash Steve. Bottom of the hour, we will be joined by the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation. Until then, it is time for you to take the wheel with buy, sell, or hold. This is where each week you decide what Todd and I will be pontificating on. You have fed your ideas to Aaron. He has collected the ones he think are the, thinks are the most worthwhile for consumption by the greater audience. Todd, you and I will decide, are we going to buy that? Are we going to sell that? Maybe even offer up a reason or two why. However, if we choose to hold, that means that we have completely punked out in defiance of the dude code, and there must be a stiff penalty. Therefore, Todd, if you place a hold... You've got to find out what Lindsey Graham is doing right now. Right now. Right this minute. That's actually the most benign offering you've ever... Even though it's... But I'm still not taking it. It's completely... It's wide open what he's doing right now. You don't know. I don't. Yeah, indeed. Let's not find out. Aaron, go ahead. We will begin with someone named Daniel Horowitz, who has this. Oh, gosh. Bruce Jenner is a greater threat to civilization than Leah Thomas. Oh, gosh, that's not even close. Bye. Absolutely, it's a bye. First of all, Bruce Jenner mainlined this. He mainstreamed it. I mean, he, he, he brought this into the mainstream. He was, I mean, he is the Rosa Parks of trannyism. I, I probably even shouldn't use that analogy because the two causes aren't even morally congruent um, by, on, any, on any astral plane. So let's strike that from the record and forget that I said it. And instead, let's go with... Um, I don't uh, Harvey Milk is that better he's the Harvey Milk of trannyism so he's the herald and he's wearing our uniform and he's being he's being given a roster spot by our, our supposed biggest champion Mr. Trump so I don't think there's any question about that I mean I I, I don't even see how it's a debatable point um and see, this go. you know what, though? Can I make this point? Then I'll throw it to you, Todd. This goes back to the conversation last hour at the end between traditional conservatism rooted in something eternal and whatever the new fad is on the right. And there will be moments that they will parallel park and it'll be a seamless relationship and they'll walk arm in arm. And then there will be moments there will be conflict. For example, you may view Caitlyn Je- now Caitlyn Jenner as based. I mean, he's out there pointing out that's not right what's going on with women's athletics. He knows. He knows what's up. He's out there shilling for Trump. He's based. He's red-pilled. First of all, Bruce Jenner was a Republican before you and I were, like, born, Todd. Or before maybe, yeah, that's going back too far because it was 76 when he was in the Olympics, right? Bruce Jenner's been a, Re- a Republican as long as you and I have memories going far back so this isn't like he just recently moved to the right on anything but this is where someone can completely violate eternal principles but because they've exhibited that they are against what you also are against on a shallow level you give them a standing they don't deserve and then you let the camel's nose in under the tent while screaming big tent so big a trojan horse fit right through the front door that's how big it is so I don't, I don't think this is even a debatable point. It's 100% true. There would be no Leah Thomas without Bruce Jenner. He's the herald. 
he has made a crooked path. He has made a crooked path for the Leah Thomases of the world. Todd. I'll actually uh, I'll disagree. I, I'm, I'm selling. Uh, in many ways, uh, Bruce Jenner did us a favor by showing how shallow and empty Fox was all along. If, if there was real substance there all along, this wouldn't have been uh, happening. Uh, he, he, Leah Thomas showed us, though, something more chilling in a republic, a land of we the people. Because it doesn't... If the, the participants in that pool, if the parents showing up to those meets would just stand up and say no, this wouldn't go anywhere. But they don't. And so it's the, it's the, it's the Leah Thomases of the world. Those individuals who show up and count on the ridiculous soft-headedness and fake kindness of people. The, the, they're, they, they may as well be terrorists with Sephora. They do way more damage. I, I, Caitlyn Jenner just showed that Fox has been way more vapid than most people think. I think we, for every, every single Leah Thomas that continues to show up and we don't answer that call in something that is supposedly a republic, that's, that, that is obviously why more would, dangerous. Why would the people that believe we have to vote Trump to save America and he's got his own access to, Bruce Jenner's got his own access to the women's restroom, that numbs your senses to what you're talking about. You are accepting this on some level, mm-hmm. okay? And so that makes it all the less likely that you're going to stand up and oppose Leah Thomas when, you are, when you've got a dude in a dress waving yeah, yeah. your pom-poms at the same time. Most of the people at these meets are not watching Fox News. Some okay. are, of course, only, but not, they're not like under that trance. I mean, there's all kinds of people at swim meets and track meets. And ex- okay. Right. We just spent six minutes arguing about which transvestite yes. is worse. Well done, Daniel. Well done. Worse for civilization. Well, that's, it's, it's, it's where we are right yeah. now. Civilizationally, sadly. Yeah. Now we go to Wet Bandit, who has this. The American media are bigger propagandists than North Korea. I'm going to buy that. Yep. I don't know the answer to that. I mean, I, I, I'm going to... I, I just have to sell. Nope. As much as I can't stand American media, but... Um, I have to believe there is still much more um, uh, dissidence to the narrative permitted in America than what is in North Korea. That's why it's worse. Explain. That's why it's worse here. The fact that there are dissidents means that the media has to dial it up to 11. Uh, I see what you're saying. No opportunity to even challenge there. I would probably still sell, but if that's your rationale, then I can can understand it. I love those people who report something the media just did on Twitter, and their their comment is, however much you hate the media, you don't hate them enough. That's absolutely Mm -hmm. true. I can't believe there are people still out there responding to media stuff with the sentence, if this is true. (laughs) That's the thing. I, you know, and and hey, it it took me a few years to break myself of that habit. But now that I have, I'm like, why is anybody still doing this? Okay. Um, Okay. I I get where you're coming from. Okay. I get it. All right. Trying to break you, Steve. Uh, We got a lot of these types of uh, submissions. Wes says the DNA from Gilgamesh that DeSantis stole will be used to create super soldiers. Let us, we can only hope. (laughs) We can only hope. Bye. 
<laughs> oh, that thread was something else last night. Bye. I got it. Listen, I don't care what you guys say. The words, quote, Gilgamesh <laughs> was killed mid-ejaculation, end quote, might be the finest phrase I have ever penned, ever. If you saw that on Twitter last night. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, <clears throat> if Gilgamesh will, I will. Go ahead. Uh, Dennis McCullough says, Trump will use, lose the Iowa primary again because he chose to attend the Turning Point USA event instead of focusing on the grassroots in Iowa. I'm going to sell. It won't be. If he loses, it won't be for that. Meaning that not showing up here is symptomatic of an overall bad strategy. Okay. Um, and... And this is what is very difficult, again, from somebody with a lot of experience opposing Donald Trump. Can I sit here today and say there is a 100% chance he won't just show up on Friday? No. Now, I, I happen to think that would be out of character because that would be an actual alpha male move, and that's typically not what he has done, you know? But he's that level of mercurial, completely that level of mercurial. On the other hand, I, I think there's a much higher chance that, like, Donald Trump himself calls Bob Vanderplatz in a week or two. It says, how about I come into Iowa and just do a, a town hall just for you? I could totally see that. Mm -hmm. Okay. For sure. That one, I, can, I think there's a much higher percent chance than 10 on that. And so I, I, you cannot, if you're trying to defeat Donald Trump in a primary, this goes back to what I said yesterday. Democrats don't have to worry about any of this because they hate all of you. If you're a DeSantis stan, if you're, uh, if you're a Trump cult, Trump shill, Trump forevs, um, you know, um, any Republicans better than any Democrat, whatever stripe you are, red pill based, libertarian, any of you that is a non-communist, they hate you. So they don't, they don't care about you, what you think of them, blow back, they don't care at all. Um, so they don't have to navigate these scenarios, but if you are opposing Trump within intra-party, within the Republican Party, you have to be nimble. You cannot marry yourself to a particular strategy or narrative because he is very mercurial by nature. I'll, I'll buy. I mean, I, I don't, not in maybe the fatalist way that this is intended, but, you know, to, to pass... To pass on, he's not even debating other people. Yeah, it's not a debate. I've he's, seen a few yeah. people mention, well, the no, debate will be no, boring without no. him. It's not a debate. It's actually a forum. Tucker's interviewing the candidates. And Tucker's the biggest name in writing media, and yeah. he's earned that, and he should be. He's yeah. earned it. He's also been beyond friendly to yeah. Donald Trump publicly. I mean, I, I don't know, man. You've got a ton of... who. Can, if I'm Donald Trump, and I say this, I'm one of Bob Vanderplas's best friends, okay? He's one of mine. I mean, we have, we have, we have, we have, we have been... I'll call it in business together in some way, shape, or form for many, many years. Have, have we have done a lot of good work that I have often gotten most of the blame for? <laughs> right? That being said, um, if you're Donald Trump, dude, you don't need Bob Vanderplas to win Iowa. So what's the point of making him into an enemy? You show up, you've got your guy who's being more than friendly to you publicly interviewing you. This is still, everybody in that audience voted for you once, if not twice. Maybe three times if we're counting the, f the first Iowa caucus that he ran in. I, I, there's just, why do you care what Bob Vanderplatz thinks? It frankly shows weakness, not strength. It shows weakness. Yep. Next, for something completely different, Glenn Hodge, Mount Rushmore of Saturday morning cartoons. Looney Tunes, Smurfs, Scooby-Doo, Animaniacs. Selling across the board. Yeah, selling. No super friends? Let's just stop right there. No Sid and Marty Croft? Nothing there? Nothing? I, I, I'm, I'm out. Does Schoolhouse Rock count? 
Sure. That was on during Saturday morning cartoons. So I do Looney Tunes, Schoolhouse Rock, no, no. Recess, and I don't know what a fourth would be. No Spider-Man and his amazing friends. No 90s Spider-Man cartoon, because that was the dope rhyme back in the day. No X-Men from the 90s cartoon. I mean, I'm, I'm selling across the board. Even Steve Dace, bro. Exactly. <laughs> I can't believe you brought that to this show. I'm insulted. <laughs> Next up, Alexander Rogers. Laura Loomer is the Joan Rivers of Tommy Larens. <laughs> It's true. Tommy Laren is a lot smarter, guys. A lot. What, what, that, did well, I, what did I say about I, her a couple weeks ago? I forgot. I think that's the tragedy of this. I, I don't think Laura Loomer's stupid. I think it's way worse than stupidity. Whatever. All right, let me rephrase that. Tommy Laren is a lot more stable than Laura Loomer. No, no, is no. that better? <laughs> yeah. I would not. I've got my differences with Tommy on abortion which happens to be a fairly significant difference yes. to have, okay? But, but she is a stable individual. Laura Loomer needs help and yeah. a lot of it. And I, that's not a joke. That's not a pun. That's not a line. I mean, did you see what she wrote to our colleague, Ali Stuckey, the other yeah. day? You know, I don't want to be dragged down by right. motherhood it's and kids. She, she just, it's sad. guys, she's a sad soul. Really, yes. you, okay. you honestly, we should be praying for her. I just, she's embraced some sort of nihilism that's just, just sad. Yes, that's a good point. Denethor 2024 says, Ron DeSantis and the Raiders of Gilgamesh's tomb will be next summer's blockbuster must-see movie. That is phenomenal. That is phenomenal. I love it. I'll buy. Yes. If If you weren't watching yesterday's show, you know what this is about. But that's why you got to go watch yesterday's show. Yes, that's great. And you're probably like, what the bleep is a Gilgamesh? Okay, that's great. The Jingler says, the best 10-year period of music, all genres, is from 1965 to 1975. That's I think it's true. possible that yeah. that is true. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, you have you've got the Beatles, the Stones, that's... Zeppelin, and the Who at their zenith. You still have Elvis in that in that era as well. It's the Eagles at the latter part of that era. Sinatra. Sinatra is still in the early part of that era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's in, it's entirely possible that yeah. that is true. Yeah. Pink Floyd is emergent. You know, they, their magnum opus, Dark Side of the Moon, comes out during that period of time. Um, yeah, it's possible that that is true. Next, we go to Chipper. The Ten Commandments is the best religious movie ever made. So we're talking like the Charlton, Charlton Heston, Heston version? Yeah. I, I'm okay if that's your take. It's certainly in the conversation. Yeah. It's certainly in the conversation. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't hate you for taking that position. I'll buy it. I'm a little more partial. So, I'm a little more of a New Testament guy, so I'm a little more partial the to the passion. passion yeah. But I'm totally fine if that is your take. Totally fine. Yeah. Uh, Sage Ninja Padawan says the Detroit Lions will be Super Bowl LV, what is that? Uh, 58? 58, yeah. Champions giving both Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff rings and thus making the 2021 trade a win-win for both teams. I am going to buy because I just love the fact that this is even legitimately being discussed and it's not it's not like being laughed at off the face of the earth. Do and, you even Steve Dace? And bro? I, I need this. I need this right now, Erzin. Shut up and don't take it away from me. You're a terrible, awful person. Does the we go- spent seven minutes debating transvestites. Damn it, I need this does Detroit the gun Lions fantasy. Apply to this as well? Yes, it applies to anything you would like it to apply to. <laughs> don't you dare take this away from me. Steve, what uh, what jersey what we're gonna change up the jersey here probably next month. What jersey are we gonna put up there? We could put Aiden Hutchinson's uh, yeah, Lions gonna, jersey up there. What do you think? I was going to say Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, I'll bring in the Aiden Hutchinson yeah. Lions jersey for that. Yeah. yeah. 
We can do that. Next, we go to Truth Matters, No Apology. Moving to any predominantly red state is better than staying in a quote-unquote good area in any blue state. Unquestionably true. Bye. Yeah. Just as a standalone. Now, again, are you called to mission? Okay. Do you have, you have loved ones that are sick and you don't want them to die? But you're not, okay, within a blanket statement, when yes. you're dealing with this many people, there are exceptions. But as a blanket statement, I'm, just as a, just, let me quantify it just to give one example. Where is it far less likely you're going to come home one day and not just find out your kids have a new pronoun and a new name or were flat out taken away from you because you didn't abide in your quote unquote red area of Oregon or any part of Mississippi? Go. What's the answer? Any part of Mississippi. Yeah. So that's why I would answer by. Yes. You'd be right. Next, we go to this. Logan Wade has this to say. <laughs> the Urzen doth protest the grays too much, methinks. And plus, they've got your pre-haircut in there, with, so the uh, hair kind of is... With the ancient now, aliens Yeah, your hair's, guy. Your old hair was, yeah. is only about 30% of his, but I love that. That is the phenomenal. The That's the ancient aliens guy. I don't know his name. Yeah, yeah. I used to know his He's name. He's basically the, the, only, the only person that History Channel puts on TV anymore, which is why like no one watches it, but... That's the ancient alien, guys. That is tremendous. I love it. I'm all the buys. All like, the buys on that. I'm like Captain America. I don't understand that reference. Uh, uh. All right. Before we finish up, we'll do lightning round. Uh, a word about our friends over at Freedom Project Academy, which goes right to the conversation we were just having about red states and blue states, right? Maybe you can't get out of your blue state hellhole right now, and you're like, what do I do with my kids' education so I can try to save them from the soul murder that they're plotting? When school starts next month, get a hold of our friends at Freedom Project Education right now. Get enrolled in Freedom Project Academy. Classical curriculum based on Judeo-Christian values. Is this real? Are you kidding me? Is that real? (laughs) We cannot catch a break in the studio. What in the world? You can only... And I can't walk out the door to ask him right now because it's a vent. Yeah, last year at this time, it was literally a death-defying experience with wasps flying around. This is just incredible, okay? I can only laugh now, all right? Freedomforschool.com is where you want to go. Check out their courses, teachers, preview videos about their courses and teachers. Request their free information packet, see if it's right for you. And your child, I thought it was right for my child. No, I went there for two years. Probably would have finished there if he had not taken up a love of football and we had to enroll him in a regular school over at Des Moines Christian for that. So freedomforschool.com, F-O-R, freedomforschool.com, 10% off tuition or just the free information packet if you want to get more information at freedomforschool.com. That's nothing compared to the guy who actually walked in on the show. That was fantastic. Todd's camera is shaking now. Yes. It's just, wow. All right. Uh, I'm not what we endure for you, the people. Yes. You can't stop us. You can only hope to contain us. Yes, indeed. Thank you. I love that. Uh, no need to feel necessarily lightning round. I think there are some that we can park on uh, okay. in, the, in the next few. And we've got time. And we've got overtime as well. Uh, Furiest Maine has this. The movie version of the demon Nefarious is not canon. He would not choose to, quote unquote, experience Edward's pain rather than watching him suffer it himself. This seems off-brand from Steve's conception of the character he describes in the book. Buy, sell, or hold. I love the fact that someone is coming to me with my own material and telling me what is and isn't canon. I love this idea. I think this person misheard or misunderstood the movie. Yeah. 
the demon leaves Eddie yes. to experience pain. Yes. Yeah. It's, um, I have to sell. Yeah. It's just, that's just not an accurate, accurate characterization. Yeah. Next. I love, Hey, I love the fact though, that you loved the movie enough cool story, to, bro. to, yeah, I, I appreciate that, but I just, I got to sell on you, brother. Uh, not a Soros-funded DA says this NFL season will be the highest-rated, most-watched season of all time. So, I'm, I wonder what's I, that based on. I, boy, I thought you would be a for sure buy, Todd. Why? Because I mean the comfort aspect, the oh, sports bros. I actually thought you know there was I think a few years ago there were some conversations about and worries about college football. You know, kind of starting to leak some viewership. Well, now it's gotten more strong. I think as we get more and more idolatrized, I don't see any reason why college football and NFL would wouldn't lose viewership or wouldn't gain viewership. And so both, ha- both happen at the same time. There, there. I just think there's a significant enough portion of people in those margins that would create it going one direction or the other that are just. Now, reprioritizing, finding more balance are, are turned off by certain things. Not enough to shake the ground or anything with the NFL. So that's, I, I, it takes several different dynamics. It takes cl- classic drunken sports, bro, and then guys like me, you know, and all that stuff. So I just, I, th- I think there's enough people that are just tired enough that they, they haven't forsaken it, but they don't tune in all the time, that they wouldn't just create this groundswell of all the variables you need to create this. So most of the most watched shows nowadays are live sporting events. Yes. And of course the NFL is king of all of, her, of, all of those. I'm going to sell um, for, an, for a variable. The Sunday ticket moving to YouTube TV. So I have been flirting for the last couple of years of just finally cutting the cord. I was going to do it two years ago. And then DirecTV offered me an incredible deal to stay as a 20-year customer. So I did. And then um, I wasn't comfortable the next year with where the DVR capability for YouTube TV was at. If I had to record stuff and couldn't watch it live. And so I just, I've just stuck with my hardline DirecTV connection. But now, you know, the original reason I bought DirecTV back in the day is because it was the home of the NFL Sunday ticket. There was no other way to get it. And my favorite team was out of market. So now with YouTube TV having it, I've already purchased the YouTube TV Sunday ticket package already. So this is going to give me an opportunity to kind of see how I like going fully digital. What I think of where they're at, YouTube's at with DVR and everything else, technology. What do you use for your streaming box? Um, I have like the highest residential grade. Your streaming box, like Roku, Apple TV. Oh, you know what I mean? Um, I use... Uh, Oh, it's built into my Samsung TV, all that stuff is. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I could see myself now that I'll have kind of a middling way to try it. That if I like it and it works well, I could see myself shortly after the football season dumping out and cutting the cord. And so I wonder how many people are going to get YouTube TV fully now and not you know be you know not be you know that that's not a nielsen thing you see what i'm trying to say i predict that you will 
you will cut the cord in the middle of the season. I, I could see it. I could see a lot of people maybe are going to cut the cord this summer in order to, and they're going to say, if I'm going to spend four or so, five hundred bucks to get so the Sunday is, ticket, let's just cut the cord. Yeah. And then, then, then I don't. Then, then I have to. I'm rated differently than I was with traditional so ratings. You're answering the questions a different way. You're yes. not saying that. You're just saying we won't really know what the ratings yeah, are because I'm they saying can't that, be yes. captured. Yeah, because okay, a lot more people. The, okay. Okay. That's but answer it the way. Aaron, I think it's more intended. Like, is are more or less people going to be watching pro football this year versus, or was it a record? Is that what you said, or just more this uh, year? It will be the highest rated, most watched season of all time. Of all time, so. I think a lot of it is going to depend on the behavior of the NFL. Um, and I don't know the answer to that yet. Okay. I don't, you know. That's true. You know, I think a lot of that will depend on their behavior. I, I could see a moment, and I could see it get off to a great start. And then, you know, some moment happens where, you know, um, uh, a player gets suspended because uh, uh, because he uh, made a statement in support of Sound of Freedom or something. I I, I don't know. I I think those are because the league has allowed itself to become politicized. It has tried to deescalate that the last couple of years, but it's it's clearly not fully, you know, fumigated that I think that, that that's almost like a week to week thing. To your point, Aaron, though, about what you thought I'd say, let me stress, though, if that happens, that's a bad thing. If the things we want on this show for this country happen, by definition, NFL viewership will go down. A lot of things will go down because we are prioritized. Our, our, our priorities will be more healthy, more balanced. I will tell you, and Aaron, you would probably back me up on this. If, if your experience with the NFL is watching the NFL Sunday ticket, you are not aware of like almost any of this stuff watching that stuff. It's just then you, then if you're watching like the long form broadcast, you're just you're just watching football. That's all that, that's all it's about. It's just football the entire time. On the red zone? Yeah, or, or, yeah. 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 No. No, no that's true. Yeah. I think you're really going to like YouTube TV. They're rolling out the multi-view thing this summer. As Todd just got done talking about priorities and things, but they're rolling out the multi-view. I mean, I've seen your TV. That's mm-hmm. going to be like having a sports bar. In your man cave, uh, yeah, every yeah. Saturday. Oh, so you're saying you can turn, you can like watch like four things eight, at once, yeah. eight games at yeah. once, or something. Well, like yeah. the classic Phil Steele picture he shows you of his basement with the ten yeah, TVs. Everybody's gonna have that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, next, Nigerian Nugi. We are here, Matthew 24, <laughs> 37. But in the days of Noah, were so also will be in the coming of the Son of Man. I think it's more possible than ever that we are. So I will say bye. Sure. But I, I don't know for sure that we are. But I think it's more possible than ever we are. Ken Ham, uh, I think from the Creation Museum. Mm-hmm. I, th- I don't know if this is what prompted this. He came out with a uh, long Twitter post within the last week or so. Oh, basically seen dismissing the notion that the things are as bad as they were in the days of Noah. So I okay. don't know if that's a, what's okay. prompting this. Uh, we do not have time to do justice to the remaining, uh, remaining tweets. So we'll, uh, we'll be back. Be back in overtime. Yep. That'll be what we do in overtime today at blazetv.com slash dace for Blaze TV subscribers. For the rest of you, stick around because we'll be joined by the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation when we come back. All right, back here on the Steve Day Show. 
powered by our friends over at Relief Factor. Everyone deals with pain from time to time, especially if you've got too much inflammation in the body. That's why you want to deal with it, with an all-natural anti-inflammatory, drug-free, but created by physicians who can prescribe drugs. It's called Relief Factor. Try it for three weeks. See if you don't see a difference in your body's pain level in three weeks or less, and it will only cost you 20 bucks to try it for three weeks. Why so inexpensively? Well, because over the years, what they have found at Relief Factor is about 70% of the people who try it have such great results, they stick with it. So they're willing to give it to you at a huge discount to see if you don't see a difference in your pain level in three weeks or less. Put them to the challenge at relieffactor.com. Again, that's relieffactor.com. Or you can call them at 800-4-THE-NUMBER-4, 800-4-RELIEF or relieffactor.com. We bring in now the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz. So let me start here, brother. Did you hear us responding to your buy, sell, or hold submission earlier? Indeed, I did. Not bad, Steve. Not bad at all. All right. So you tell us what you tell us what you thought because Todd sold on you. I want to. I just want you to know, for the record, man, I had your back. I bought. All right. Todd stabbed you in the back and sold on you. All right. So now we'll let you have the last word. Go ahead. Steve, what would happen if I'd come out and say, call me Danielle, okay? But because I support Mitt the Trump, it's all good. I mean, th- the biggest thing people need to understand is that in politics, especially in a two-party system, people always give legitimacy to another side. They understand that there's two sides to the story. The best way to destroy civilization is when you create consensus behind something. And and that's really what the Uniparty does so successfully and needlessly tosses fights. We saw that with, with gay marriage, we were winning on that when they tossed it. And I think what Bruce Jenner does is not just normalize it among Republicans, but on the supposed hard right, that this is now okay, this is normalized. And by creating this false Overton window that, well, just don't kind of forcibly cut the balls off a minor and don't compete in female sports. So you stake out this fake opposition that normalizes everything up to that point. And when you look at something like Brown University, I'm sure you saw that article out. Mm -hmm, 40% of the people there identify as one of the the alphabet things. So that is a much greater threat to civilization than than the female sports stuff. Because everyone kind of sees the muscular dude twice as big next to the other guy, the, the, the women, and they know that's absurd. Now, I agree with Todd's point about the fact that they don't they still don't say anything about it and protest it. But in their heart, they know that's not normal. But when it comes to this, I mean, until people like you and I started pushing back and I think we're seeing our colleagues follow, they were saying, Caitlin, they mm-hmm. were looking at the guy and saying it. I mean, all our colleagues were doing that. We literally have normalized that. Let's switch gears and do something that we have unfortunately not had the luxury to discuss a lot recently because of what we were just discussing, what's happening on a cultural level. Let's talk economics. I saw today what you were putting out in response to the, uh, the regime's claims of, of uh, a steep decline uh, in the rate of inflation. I want you to walk our audience through that. Give them a little economics lesson, if you wouldn't mind. Sure. So we talked about social grooming. This is economic grooming. You normalize uh, you'll own nothing, be happy, and eat bugs, and everything will be good. So base, basically, what the CPI reports are, you'll, you'll see inflation going down, relief to consumers, um, 
12 consecutive months with declines in inflation. Well, there's a difference between decline in the rate of growth of inflation annualized versus decline in the cost of living. So let's say you have a shock to the system that a loaf of bread goes from a dollar to $3, okay, 300%. And then next month, it goes to $6. Well, technically speaking, inflation went down, mm -hmm. right? Because it was 300% But there's a new baseline. At least the, the previous month. Right. And now it's 200%. And then the next month, we're really charitable. $6, instead of going to 12 Steve, it goes to $9, mm -hmm. 50%. But obviously, you look back and say, wait a minute, not so long long ago, right? just like like not long ago, we all believe All the previous escalators men. are all still baked in and have never been... You know, we never, were paying a dollar, and now it's right. gone. So that's kind of the world we live in. We have this shocking baseline. First, the COVID, and then the Ukraine kind of Russian embargo stuff. Shocking supply chain stuff. When that's over, which it is, it should go back to where it was. Maybe you adjust a little bit up, so, you know, a couple cents for the intermittent baseline inflation. But, in fact, it is still going up even relative to the highest insane peak in most items, much less erasing it. And the only thing that we're a little bit off the plateau is all from, from gasoline, which is still 50% higher than when Biden took office, and that's only because he raided the strategic petroleum reserves. It's now down to half of what it was, but mm -hmm. that's pretty much dried up. So so let me just g give it to you with, with gas. Gas is the best thing. Last, this time, July uh, of last year was 475. Now it, it's 366. So yeah, I mean, it's a big decline, but it was 240 when, when Biden took office. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to other things, we are downright, you know, core inflation is still 4%, 4.8% higher than the peak of 12 months ago. So when you look at it in totality, you got, um, and I'm not going to go based off of pre-COVID because that's even higher. The overall CPI of all goods in the basket, 17% higher. Hmm. Th this is after 12 months of decline, 70% higher then when Biden took office, food is 20% higher, electricity is 26% higher, gas is 53% higher, apparel 11%, new cars up 20, shelter up 16, transportation up 27%. So that that's how misleading it is. Technically, it was 10% annualized in the next month, 9, 8, 7, and then this month, 3 you know, total, and then 4.8 for core inflation. That's true, but that's exactly what it is. We have not even erased the the insane level of peak and again steve this is after the quickest rate of of uh rate hikes for the federal funds rate that we've ever seen i mean it's historically not the highest but it's the quickest incline that has created so many problems that will cause a recession and this is all we have to show for it uh, noah and i went uh, for my uh, cheat meal last weekend we both like arby's so we went to arby's now, granted, he's eating a little more these days, uh, getting ready, trying to bulk up, you know, for his first year in varsity football. Okay, but $32 and something was the bill for just the two of us. It blew my freaking mind. Blew my mind. $32 for the two of us. I, I looked at what you tweeted out earlier today. 
These are consumer price index increases over the last three years. So we're going back now to the summer of 2020. Some places were beginning to come out of lockdowns or had come out of them in May. So they were fully out of them by about this period of time. A lot of the blue states were still fairly locked down. All right. So since July of 2020, consumer price index increases for medical care up 5.1%. Apparel, 13.6%. U.S. wages have gone up 14.3%. So that's the baseline of your income, how much it's gone up, 14.3%. Shelter has gone up 16.7%. Food at home, 18.5%. Food away from home, 20.8%. New cars, 22.1%. Actual rents, 24%. Electricity, 24.5%. Gas, which you were just talking about, 30.3%. Transportation, up 30.3%. Home prices up 38.6%. Used cars up 46.9%. Fuel oil up 59.7%. Gasoline, uh, previous was gas utility. Gasoline itself up 70%. And again, keep in mind, wages have increased only 14.3% as an offset against the rest of these consumer price index increases, Daniel. This is the whole enchilada. A presidential candidate that has a message on this point, that it is done by design to create artificial monopolies, to and it's all being done to fund a government that you would be better off just flushing the money. This is all the debt, Steve. The supply chain issue should be long over with. This is all the debt, because then the Federal Reserve has to print more money to service the treasuries they um, they, they now offer. Well you have to offer higher rates. There's more pressure to have higher rates now. And, and and there's this huge inversion with houses where, you know, they kept them artificially low forever, created a market bubble. The government bought up, the Federal Reserve bought off $2.6 trillion in, in mortgage-backed securities, created an asset bubble, and then they took interest rates from 3 to now at 7.38. So you're talking about just principal and interest has doubled. And then when you add in taxes and insurance on a double home. So basically what you're talking about is your monthly payments on a $400,000 house are now what they were on a $700,000 house just two to three years ago. There is no way a young couple could afford a car and a home on a sane salary. And, and another thing with the wages, by the way, a lot of that is also a little bit illusory too, because if you look at the wages per hour, the hourly earnings are not up nearly as much and often down on some measures. A lot of that is people taking second jobs because they mm-hmm. can't afford, um, it's hidden in the in the last week's uh, employment numbers. A lot of that, they, they, they cannot afford the cost of living. This is exactly what they want. And to me, like, this is the number one issue. But I will tell you, Steve, we will not be able to get our foot in the door to make this case against Biden, which is very easy to make if we have other uh, extraneous issues going on. All right. Final question before we let you go. And this is a very difficult, challenging question. All right. I have, I just kind of feel like where Trump has gone with the trolling and the nicknames, it, you know, it's, it's like, it, it's not, we've gone from Van Halen to Van Hagar, still a great band. It's like we skipped Van Hagar 
and that one ponytail dude from Extreme is now the lead singer. You know what I'm saying? It's just gotten, gotten lame. So I tried to help out last night, and um, I just think De Sanctimonious is just too hard to remember and to say. So I came up with De Suckus. All right, so we have De Sanctimonious and De Suckus. That's my contribution to the, con- to the national discourse. <laughs> I, I put this poll out, figured let's settle this like men. Let's have a poll. All right, I could not believe when I got up this morning that my choice of De Suckus was actually losing to De Sanctimonious. <laughs> so let us, let us settle this all Daniel. once and for all. De Suckus or De Sanctimonious? Daniel, you go first. Steve. Because Mr. Trump said the sanctimonious, so it's got to be that. Oh. Um, but no, suck is much better because the low IQ following could understand that. I never understood the sanctimonious just doesn't fit because I don't think most of them know what that is. They just know monkey see, monkey do. Simon says follow the leader uh, with with Mr. Trump. So uh, that's that's kind oh. of where it is. But yeah, go all the way. Like everything else, this is not 2016. Um, but Steve, there is less criticism of the man than there's ever been, even though he's performing the worst he has been. And uh, yeah, welcome to another day in the conservative movement. Lightning, lightning around, then we got to go. Desuctus or desanctimonious, Todd, go. Daniel's firmly You're in trying, for no, Desuctus. I've got to stick with desanctimonious. You're trying to speak this into existence so proudly. Yes. I believe I've, I've seen presidential candidates speak the words that you have written for them and you would rather have this thing happen I would buy this else. shirt I know if Trump sold the sucker shirts at, at MAGA MAGAgear.com I would buy one yes the suckers uh, the, well, they Aaron. shortened it. I think they're aware of this problem, so they shortened it to De Sanctus. Well, Sanctus is what Latin for him. Yes, I, think. I don't. Yes, yeah. So the him. <laughs> All right. Okay. I Make tried. John Fetterman, great again. I, 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 ooh, I, I have tried. I tried to contribute to the national discourse, and unfortunately, I've been, I've been rejected. Daniel, good to see you, my friend. We'll do it again soon. Take care. Take care. De Sanctus. Or maybe it means clearly holy. better. I don't. Okay. Maybe you're not hearing me clearly. Then get a hold of our friends over at MD Hearing Aid. I gave my stepdad uh, the free sample they tried or they offered me, and um, he was blown away uh, by its performance. If you want uh, MD Hearing Aid's smallest hearing aid ever, uh, and these are fantastic. As we get older, uh, hearing becomes more difficult, can be frustrating. It can be an isolating experience. It can be an expensive one, too. All right. Uh, you can use the promo code Steve to get their new buy one, get one for $149.99 each offer when you buy a pair of the MD hearing aids right now. Medical grade hearing hearing aids for 90% less than where you would get them elsewhere. You can't beat it. And it's a fantastic product comes with a free extra charging case as well just for our listeners go to mdhearing.com mdhearing.com use the promo code steve that's mdhearing.com promo code steve all right gentlemen final thoughts here in the final two minutes before we get out of here today i love how you crystallized everything that daniel was breaking down with your uh, Arby's analogy. Yeah. Because uh, I, I mean, listen, th- that kid's putting some food away. Thirty-two freaking dollars. The, the spin right now being put, uh, like, yes, I know we're we're just used to Jean Pierre lying to us. Yes, I know, but like, it, this is where every person will give up on you, even if they bought into a lot of the crazy lies on a lot of things. That pe- people are spending. You can't, as an individual, you can't go through a fast food line and spend less than ten dollars. 
people everywhere sooner or later that gets into the water you don't know when that breaks the dam but sooner or later that stuff does yeah i mean same same type of deal so casey's apparently doesn't do gluten-free pizza anymore sometimes we do pizza nights so i went to papa murphy's the same basic pizza at papa murphy's about 30 bucks 30 bucks for one small gluten but you're not even baking it i'm not they're 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 not baking baking it you still have to go home and cook it yeah well i was talking about this with my dad over the weekend it's just this type of thing is it, it is it has its roots in the demona i mean the fact that you really cannot live yeah. a, a life without multiple incomes in the home. Yep, it's all part of the plan. It's all part of the plan. Thank you. By the way, we have to make a quick, we've got to make a, uh, an ask for forgiveness right now. We're, when we had the buy, seller hold a little while ago mm-hmm. about the best music from 1960, it was it from 1965 to 75, yeah. and we gave several examples. Someone pointed out, man, we forgot Motown, and that is a, huh? yeah, especially for yeah. given where I'm from yeah. and where I grew up, you know, I don't. I mean, I mean, I feel like I've got yeah, to say know, four uh, Smokey Robinsons well, and the Miracles Miles before Davis I go home tonight. Was now, huge at that okay. time. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I just uh, yep. You of know, course. I, we had. To, I've got to make that notation right there. How we left Motown out. You know, is that our systemic whiteness? Uh, yes. That might actually be an example yes. of it. Actually, yes. this, you got us this time. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> that was guilty. Yeah, we, pale face guilty. Yeah, yeah we, we should have gotten that one. That was totally on us and forgive us of our whiteness. Yes. All right. Uh, we are coming back tomorrow with a preview of the Family Leadership Summit. We'll be joined by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for that preview as well. We're going to stick around and do bonus buy, seller hold for subscribers at blazetv.com slash dace for the rest of you. See you tomorrow. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.